0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Thanksgiving, the new film from Eli Roth, the new uh, uh, underserved market, the Thanksgiving slasher film. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. That's right. It is just me today. No Dylan. He's on vacation. So you know what? I thought I would hold down the fort and uh, talk about Thanksgiving all by myself. Um as is you're supposed to do with the holiday, right? Uh, But anyway, uh, so yeah, we are going to talk about Thanksgiving and also forgive me for saying we, it is a habit, as you might remember from the last time we did a solo episode. Look, I'm just going to float between we and I, Uh, grammar police can come for me in the comments. I'm sorry. Um, Anyway, so uh, we will be talking about uh, Thanksgiving, uh, but not till the the end of the show uh, in segment three, and I won't be spoiling anything until we get to that point. Uh, so you are spoiler-free until then. So, But first, we're going to do the news. So we're going to do the news in two separate uh, segments today. We're going to do the trailers in one end and all the news in the other end, since we're not splitting up Dylan's news and my news today. So we're going to start, our, start off first with some uh, HBO Max news, um, Harley Quinn has been renewed for a fifth season, which is super exciting for the people that are really into that show. I know the people that love it really, really love it and don't stop talking about it. And I've actually only heard good things about it, which it, I think we watched a trailer for it a couple weeks ago when there was a new, uh, there was something for this recently. And I just keep hearing so many good things about it. And if you're a regular listener of the show, you know, the animation isn't normally my thing. But the show does look very good, so um, that is pretty cool. We're getting a a new season of that. Um, Okay, next we have some interesting remake news. So I don't... Remakes are weird, right? Because there's that's sort of like the the plague of horror movies is remaking and remaking and remaking. And I don't inherently hate the idea of a remake. I think certain properties are, you know perfect candidates for a remake, you know, I'm into it, but certain things definitely don't, like, do we need, really need another Texas Chainsaw, as as much as I enjoyed the other one, the, the newest one, it was kind of bad, but I enjoyed it, we don't need it, but this next one, it's kind of interesting, adapting a Wes Craven film, um, The People Under the Stairs, which I absolutely love that movie, if you've never seen it, definitely go seek it out, um, so this one is going to be, um produced by Jordan Peele's Monkey Paul Productions. We don't know much other than that. Uh, we know who's writing it, and it's um, Ezra Clayton Daniels. Uh, there's no director attached currently, but we're still in early development. Um, it's a great, great movie. It's, it's, a, it's about a, a lower-income family that uh, moves into a project house, and then there's like these cannibal monster people, things living underneath the stairs. Um, it's really just a, metal, a metaphor for um, economic structure in America, which is really not what you expect, expect out of your Wes Craven films, but uh, totally worth looking at. Um, highly recommend that the people under the stairs will keep you up to date on anything with that property for sure, especially if it's attached to Jordan Peele. Um, next, we have some comic news. Um, Ghostbusters Back in Town. Uh, that's right. There's going to be a new Ghostbusters series taking place between the last film and the new film. So that is between Afterlife and Before Frozen Empire. It's from Dark Horse Comics. Comes out in May. Um, it's written by David Boer, who did uh, Canto and Killer Queens. Uh, you probably know those, of course. And its um, art is by uh, Blue Delacuante, who did uh, Oh Across uh, Across the Field of Starlight. The art looks really, really good. It's got some great covers so far. We're not out for a while. Comic news is weird because, like, you don't get a lot of comic news um, unless it's pretty near and upcoming because of the way the industry works. So it's kind of rare that we're getting something that isn't going to be out for another seven months. But very cool. It's going to be a four-issue miniseries called Ghostbusters Back in Town. We have a series announcement. So sticking with the horror theme... Um Cape Fear is going to be a new TV series uh from Nick um Antosca who I don't know but it is going to be executive produced by Steven Spielberg and Martin Scorsese which is obviously kind of a big deal. This is the first time they've ever collaborated on t- on a TV project before. And Cape Fear, if you don't know, is a classic uh well, two classic movies. Um there's a movie from I want to say the 50s, I might be wrong. Um called Cape Fear, and a movie from the 80s called Cape Fear. Um, the one that I know is the one from the 80s with Robert De Niro and um, Juliette Lewis. It's super, super great. The other, the original was uh, with Gregory Peck, also very good too. But anyway, so this is uh, in pre-production. Um, it doesn't actually even have a home yet. It's being started with Amblin Entertainment, so Spielberg. Um, but they're currently shopping it around. It's likely to go to um, Peacock, we think, but we don't know for sure. Um, but we'll obviously keep you way up to date on that because Cape Fear is a great movie and I think actually could work really well as, as a as a series. Um, we only have a couple more pieces of news here. So when we only have one of us, you know, the news is kind of short. Um, so I'm going to do, this is kind of a weird... Weird one. So, this is an ad from me to tell you to go subscribe to Screenbox, which is like, uh, respectfully, like worse shutter. But look, they have, like, the interface is terrible. Uh, it's barely usable, but they've got some awesome content. Um, like, they have Terrifier 2 on there and a few other things. But they just put one of my absolute favorite stupid horror movies on. And that is The Attack of the Killer Refrigerator. Yes. That is uh, exactly what it sounds like. It is an absolutely ridiculous film from, I think, um, 1990. uh, The the description is, After being defrosted and beaten with a hammer at a college party, a maniacal refrigerator takes revenge on an apartment full of unsuspecting students. One by one, they are savagely murdered by this deadly home appliance. Uh Uh-huh. And so it is... um, a ton of fun, and I, I love it so much and I'm ha- it hasn't been on streaming forever. or I, I literally don't think it's ever been on streaming before. but uh, Terravision, the really cool boutique blu-ray label distribution company, has put it out uh, on streaming, which is great. And it's shot on video, which if you're not familiar with the term shot on video, that um, might you might not know what I'm talking about. So uh, a normal film, a theatrical movie that you watch is shot on film. Um, you know, like the big, a, fig, a big film camera, right? The big It's in the big canisters. Um, and it has a certain filmy look to it. Movies that are shot on video are shot directly onto a video cassette, like the big shoulder rig, you know, from the, you know, the dad would have in the 80s and 90s. One of those. So, and so they just look like I made it. You know what I mean? It looks like a very, it's a completely surreal experience watching a movie that is being acted and there's music and it's cut like a Hollywood movie, but it just looks like a home movie. It's really a trip. So I mean, that it's also about a killer refrigerator. So there's I mean, <laughs> you're not going for the realism, you know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, so that is going to cut that is on terror. Uh, that is on, um, sh- uh, no, I almost said shutter screen box right now. Uh, so go get that free trial. Totally worth it. It's pretty cheap. Uh, I think I bought a year subscription for like 30 bucks. So worth checking out. Um, two more pieces of news here. Mike Flanagan from, um, you know, all the the Netflix haunting ofs, and uh, he did Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep, the two Stephen King adaptations. He's doing another Stephen King adaptation that actually just wrapped production called The Life of Chuck. Um, this is going to be a uh, an adaptation of a sh- of a short story from If It Bleeds, which is a great book, very worth picking up, especially if you like the Bill Hodges uh, or Holly Gibney stories. The the out or anything dealing with The Outsider uh, so there's a story in there from The Outsider with Holly which is really really cool um, and this is a story uh, told in reverse about a guy named Charles Krantz who in the beginning of the book he dies from a brain tumor and then it's told in reverse uh, leading up to him being in a haunted house when he was a kid really really cool uh, super exciting for this to be with, uh, with Mike Flanagan and it's got um, a good cast, too. We've got uh, Chiwetel Age of War, uh Karen Gillan, and Tom Hiddleston as well. So, a few other people, it looks like. Uh, so, actually, Mark Hamill, too, Matthew Lillard, Heather Langenkamp. Man, okay, look at that. I didn't even realize. There's this some, like, absolute you know, he- uh, horror uh, stars in this one. Very cool. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, coming sometime. There's no date on that, but... I mean, sign me up for Mike Flanagan and Stephen King adaptations. That's always a a timeless duo. Um, You know, I said I had one more news story, but it's tied into Thanksgiving. So let's just save it for the review, shall we? It's going to be about its box office. But uh, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com slash live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back. Thank you for sticking with me this week uh, on this solo podcast. Uh, Dylan will be back with us for your regularly scheduled programming next week. Um, So this segment, we're going to be talking about the trailers that came out this week. And there's only a couple. Um worth mentioning anyway. Um the first one is gonna be a horror movie from Darren Bowsman, who you would know from the original Saw film, um, and ironically enough, starring Tobin Bell, Jigsaw himself, um reuniting for a horror movie called The Cello, um releasing in North America in December eighth, on December eighth. And it tells the story of a man who <laughs> It tells the story of a cellist who finds out his new cello comes with a centuries-old curse. That's it. That's the, that's the description. There's a little teaser trailer. Um, it doesn't tell you much, but it looks interesting. I you don't see much in the haunted musical instrument genre these days, you know. Um, it's also starring Jeremy Irons, which adds a little bit of, you know, certain bit of a cachet to it. There's not just a. It's not just a garbage streaming movie, because Jeremy Irons doesn't always sign up for junk. So. I, I don't know. I think that this thing looks pretty neat. So uh, if there's a better trailer that comes out or a, a longer trailer that comes out um, before the movie releases, we'll definitely check it out. The next one. We kind of talked about this movie twice already. This movie's called Imaginary from Blumhouse. Uh, this was the one that had the, if you recall, it had the quote unquote first ever imaginary trailer. Um, and it was in front of uh, Five Nights at Freddy's initially. And then it, I saw it in front of uh, terrifier 2, which was super cool, um, and that that is not what this is. There is a new, there is a new real, f- actual non-imaginary trailer that you can go watch on YouTube. Um, the imaginary trailer we talked about already. It was like lots of like flashing images and black screens and talking. This is a real trailer that I think looks pretty good. It's a con. The concept concept of the movie is um, imaginary friends coming to life and doing horrible things and scaring all the kids and probably killing kids too. Um yeah, it's it comes out March 8th, 2024 and it's going to be um yeah, so like I said it's Blumhouse and the trailer is actually super good. Definitely check it out and I I was kind of surprised because the the imaginary trailer that I saw in front of Terrifier 2 was just kind of all right. Like it didn't melt my butter that much. It just didn't You know, it was just, it was was a gimmick, but it didn't tell me anything. This one makes me definitely want to see it. So be on the lookout for that, for sure. And then, of course, the big trailer that everybody wants to talk about, coming out February 14th, Valentine's Day. (laughs) Madam Web. Oh, boy. Uh, So, yeah, what better way to spend your Valentine's Day than going to see Madam Web. Um, the new Sony Marvel movie You have to make sure you hit that quantifier. Um, look, I don't think it looks very good at all. This looks very Craven the Hunter. It looks very uh, Not great. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's a misread from my part. Um, but I think this looks, I, I don't know. I don't know who's, I don't. I haven't talked to anyone who is really impressed by the trailer, but I mean, I think we all kind of expected that. So maybe that means if the movie is just okay, that leaves opportunity for us to really uh, to really enjoy it. Um, we'll see. Well, there will definitely be another character as it uh, gets closer to release. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. But uh, you know, c- come to the store. Come tell me what y'all thought about this trailer. If you, maybe if you have a contrary opinion, um, I I just none of these sony marvel movies are really hitting other than spider-man everything else is just uh, not not great but i don't know maybe maybe i mean they gotta get one right right anyway that's it for the trailers let's hear about those tabletop events Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge, we run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7 p.m. till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee, however we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back and we're going to talk about Thanksgiving, the new Eli Roth slasher movie, uh, the Thanksgiving slasher. As I said earlier, a truly underserved market and uh, honestly we've been waiting for this movie since 2007 or whatever when Grindhouse came out. Um if Oh, I guess I will give one final spoiler warning. Um, I will be spoiling Thanksgiving. Uh, There you go. Final warning. Um, So if you're not familiar with how this movie came to be, uh, Thanksgiving was, oh, sorry, Grindhouse was this movie that came out in 2007. Um, It was, well, it's a release. It's weird. Grindhouse isn't a movie so much as it was two movies put together that you could go see in theaters for one like double wide Grindhouse type experience. Um, it was a Tarantino movie and a Robert Rodriguez movie, Death Proof and Planet Terror, um, respectively. But in between those movies, to emulate the the, dry, the, the drive-in grindhouse experience, uh, they had all these fake film trailers that were shot by famous directors at the time. Um, Rob Zombie, Robert Rodriguez, uh, Edgar Wright, and Eli Roth, who had done Hostile and cabin fever up to that point were his two films that he had done. And he did this movie. He did this trailer for this movie called Thanksgiving. And it was the best one. It was really, really cool. Um, And actually two of the other trailers have already been made into movies. There was a a trailer for Machete with Danny Trejo, which got made into a movie. Um, And Hobo with a shotgun was also made into a movie. And but everybody was waiting for this Thanksgiving to hit and it just didn't happen because Eli Roth kind of fell off. So Hostel 2 came out in 2007 um, and was just an absolute bomb. It was, uh, it it was, it, it did really, really poorly. Um, Everybody blames it on the, um, there was a really severe leak of the movie that they, they are claiming close to two million quotes two million illegal work print downloads were tracked the day Hostel Two opened, saying quote I don't know if it was the most downloaded film of all time but there are tracking services that track what movies are being downloaded and a copy of Hostel Two leaked out before its release date and they had it it was like millions and millions of hits not only was it downloaded but it but in the countries it was downloaded like Mexico and Brazil there were copies there were copies on the street you could pre- you could buy just for practically a penny. You could buy Hostel 2 for a quarter in Mexico City. As a result, a lot of countries where the piracy was bad just didn't even release it. So that really hurt his box office tremendously. So, you know, 2007, he kind of got shelved for a little while. He didn't really get to do a lot of other movies after that right away. He didn't do another movie for five years. Actually, that was only as a writer. He didn't direct another movie until 2013 where he did The Green Inferno, which... Is a horror movie, but other than that, he's done not a lot. He did the Death Wish um, remake. He did the House with the Clock in Its Walls, that uh, family horror movie, and Thanksgiving. So he's back. He's back at the uh, at the helm for horror. He's got also got Borderlands coming up next year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, so Thanksgiving, very anticipated by the horror community at the very least. And you know what? This movie delivered. This movie was this movie knew exactly what it was. Um so Eli Roth is kind of kind of a, a kind of a dopey I don't know. Go go watch some interviews. You'll know exactly what I'm gonna say. Um but he's he's for all of his flaws, he is a student of the genre and is a big fan, which definitely gives you a lot of references, and understanding of tropes, and all of those things. And he's very funny. I will give him that for sure. And this movie is hilarious. Um, in, In the traditional humor sense, and in the gore sense, like they do very Evil Dead style, or Army of Darkness style gags, gory gags, that are just so gory, that it just is laughable at that point. Like, I won't describe explicit gore scenes uh, on the podcast, but suffice to say, there's some things that are just physically impossible, but happen in this movie anyway, and are just a ton of fun because it's just, it's so utterly ridiculous. Um, I think I, I, man, look, the cast is good that everyone's, everyone's hamming it up. Uh, you have Gina Gershon, Patrick Dempsey, uh, boy, and the rest, Uh, Addison Ray. Uh, that's all I got. I don't really know anybody else in this movie. I don't know his name. Oh, okay, Rick Hoffman. He was in Hostel Two, uh, as the guy running the torture site, who or the the booking the like the torture vacations or whatever. And uh, yeah. So he's in this, and he was great. He was the scumbag business owner, which he just looks like a scumbag business owner. It's it's perfect. Patrick Dempsey plays the sheriff. Tremendous, pitch perfect, and everybody's from Boston, so they have that accent, and it's just. Exaggerated to cartoonish levels. Really, really good. They make so many funny jokes, uh one-liners, top-notch. And so the my last news story that I alluded to was that was the opening weekend for this movie is twelve million dollars, which is worldwide debut. Pretty good. The budget was only fifteen, so this movie is doing great. For I mean, what it is? I mean, fifteen million is not a huge box office, but when your budget is when your budget is fifteen, twelve is great. You know. So we've got 12 point, uh, 10.2 domestically and 12.6 worldwide. So this is going to be, honestly, this is, is going to be a big hit for Eli Roth, uh, which hopefully lets him get to more horror movies because I do like his horror films. I love I like Hostel 1. Uh, I like Cabin Fever. Uh, Hostel 2 is the same movie as Hostel 1, uh, but just blue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the color palette is just blue. Just go watch it. It's really weird. Um, it's really blue and white movie. Um, but anyway, Thanksgiving is sitting at a Rotten Tomatoes of eighty-two uh, percent and a audience score of seventy-eight percent. Um, I think that seems about right. the The critic score is six point seven out of ten, which is pretty good for a slasher movie, honestly. And there's not a lot wrong with it. It's kind of stupid, but it's a slasher movie, so it's supposed to be stupid. Characters make poor decisions, but it's a slasher movie. Characters are supposed to do that. That um, it just it's it's a very self-aware. Uh, slasher film so I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5 we use the letterbox scale in case you're unaware um, where movies get rated on that 0.5 to 5 and I I love this I had a great time in the theater saw it with a with a group of friends and we were all laughing and having a good time and it was just if you can see this in theaters I would although I don't think it's going to hinder your experience if you watch it at home but it's definitely a good group watch film that's it. Oh, uh, stay tuned for the mid-credits. There is a, a mid credit scene. Definitely worth checking out. That's going to do it for me this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. or BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.